Live. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. Uh, I think we're at the middle of the month of uh, of September of August, heading towards September, and we ask you to pray for us as we head toward Peru. We're going to Pura, which is in the base of the Amazon River. And uh, it's very colorful, filled with uh, small groups of people living in small villages. Uh, we're going to be ministering also uh, in, uh, in Timote, which is eight hours out of Pura. And uh, we have a group of about uh, 30 or so of us traveling together, including the superintendent and uh, Bishop Samuel. So we're looking forward to this experience of sharing the gospel, sharing an offering to the churches, and, uh, and, uh, and we're looking forward that uh, you're going to be praying for us as we head toward, toward, uh, toward Peru. We're talking about uh, the book of James, an interesting book, The Brother of Jesus, and uh, a very, very uh, personal letter to the Jewish community and, and encouraging them uh, to, to be a blessing uh, to others. And so, verse 5 on chapter 2 uh, says this, verse 5 on chapter 2, Hearken, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom He promised to those who love Him? And so to those who love Him is the majority of the people, poor or rich. But He's simply saying that, uh, that those who are poor in the eyes of the world uh, uh, and have Jesus, they, have, they, they are rich. Uh, look at 1 Corinthians one twenty six, and I'll mention this a couple of times during this Bible study. He's saying that, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise, not many noble are called. And, and it's, it's, he's saying that, that God calls those who are humble before Him, call those who are small and, and fragile, and, and God... Uh, does that because perhaps they're rich in their faith even though they're not rich. So the bottom line is what, what he is saying is he's battling favoritism. Or don't be partial. Favoritism is, 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 is toward race, toward nationality, toward uh, manner of dress, such is foreign to the nature of God. It's interesting that as you, as I experience life in in, in America, uh, it's it's a uh, it's almost under the skin of a person that uh, has favoritism uh, in their lives. Uh, I went to academy here in Athens to shop, and there were three or four cashiers available. And I stayed on the line, and they avoided making contact with their eyes with me. Because if they made contact, I have to walk to them 
and they did not make contact. And so I just passed the three or four cashiers and went into a young man at the end of the line, and he, uh, now how long did I stay? I stayed until I knew that they were avoiding me. And, uh, and I stayed away because, now that's what favoritism is. Now, if you are a Christian and you love the Lord and the Holy Spirit is active in your life, convicting, changing, renewing, using you for the glory of God, you are going to have discrimination in a, in a very sense of the word. I have a neighbor that when he looks at me, uh, he, 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 he has hate and anger toward me. And it's not that he is a bad person. Is that uh, the Spirit of God in me awakens the demons in him. The Spirit of God in me awakens the demons in him. And so I am simply, I have to understand this, that even though I'm a sinner, uh, saved by grace and pleading the mercy of God, because of the nature of your faith, you are going to be discriminated. You are going to be involved in favoritism. Now does that happen to people uh, uh, from aliens, for instance, of a foreign nation. I'm from Brazil. And does that happen to me? No, it happens to white American Christians almost every day. And you have to know who you are and what is in your greatest he that is in you, the he that is in the world. And so you've got to have a, an understanding that you are going to be put down, harassed. And of course, you know, it's kind of interesting. How many times have I been blessed greater than I have been harassed? In other words, how many times someone played favoritism with me and simply just uh, rejected me? In comparison to the times that God has blessed me through them, it's almost, uh, almost no comparison. Greater He is that. In other words, I've been blessed abundantly, much more than I have been discriminated. So, we're going to consider... Uh, this, this this truth, for instance, look at uh, Luke twelve twenty one, reach toward God. Meaning you're you're not poor, you're poor, but you reach toward God. Look at First Timothy six eighteen, reach in good works. So you have to analyze and be careful as you step out of your house and you go out into the world, because the Holy Spirit continues to discern. You know. Uh, continues to show you what you are about to see and how to respond to it. And so after the young man took care of me and showed me what I was buying, uh, I said, the Lord bless you real good today. He said, praise God. Amen, something like that. Meaning that, that, that those girls that were there at Academy in Athens, they were discriminating and they were moving toward the demon in them better than moving toward the God in me. But the young man accepted the God in me. In other words, if you are going to go into evangelism uh, uh, and two by twos as in Jesus' day, you have to, to uh, shake the dust off your feet when you're not a piece of God be with you in this house. If they reject, uh, you just shake your feet, the dust of their house, and move on to the next. It is normal. It is basically normal. Okay. Don't be partial. Don't be partial. Don't show favoritism. Good. Now let's go to verse 8. And I'm reading for the King James, uh, uh, Jim Swaggart Bible. 
I shared with you is called the Expositors Study Bible. I don't believe there's anything better than that in America today, including the NIV. Have that. Because there's commentaries uh, uh, before, after every verse, and it's so good uh, for those who love the Word. Verse 8 on chapter 2. It says, If you fulfill the royal law, pay attention, royal, the royal law, according to the Scriptures. And he is uh, referring to Leviticus 19.18. And Leviticus 19.18 is a very, very Jesus cited this verse of Scripture. Okay? And uh, do not, do not uh, take revenge, do not hold grudge, but love your neighbor as thyself, Leviticus 8, 19, 18. And of course, uh, uh, of course, Matthew 22, 39 is when Jesus quoted this scripture. Love, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and love your neighbor as thyself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Do, you do well. So, shows favor to everyone, whether you're rich, whether you're poor. You've got to understand that. Because if you are living in the world today, when you see someone poor, show love to them. You know, after I left the academy, what a trip, to the academy store in Athens, and I had the privilege of discerning the three girls that were there as cashiers and finally getting the, old, the young men to take care of me, I went out of the parking lot, and on the right, as you merge into Timothy Road, right there, there's a tree there, and a lot of people stand there asking for, for money. And so I've uh, stopped the car and took uh, my wallet and got some money, and, uh, and I called him, and he said, You know something? You're the first one that stops today. And uh, he began to tell the story of my life, and of course the cars were parking, were behind me, uh, about to blow the horn, but he's telling me, I want you to know that I, I serve in the Marines and uh, I've, been, I've been homeless for a while now. And this is my meal today. I want to thank you for it. Please, thank you. Come back to see me. So, it was a wonderful thing to see this big old six feet four man thanking me for $5. And I extended to him uh, uh, just a, a grace and kindness and gentleness. Because I know that behind him and his hands and his experience... A Marine would be a very, very disciplined, able, qualified person that for some misfortune find himself in that situation. And so I, I, I took, I took uh, time to let him know that I do appreciate what he has done in the service for, for my country. And I, and I was trying to be kind to him and gentle to him and tender to him, uh, even though the, they were blowing the horn behind him. So verse 8. Okay, if you fulfill the royal law, which is love your neighbor as thyself, you shall love your neighbor as thyself. You do well. If you fulfill, you do well. Let me read from my, my notes, and I'm, I'm, I'm citing another translation. If you keep the royal law found in scriptures, love your neighbor as thyself. You are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted. Now notice that he is saying that favoritism is a sin. 
is convicted by the law as a lawbreaker. Now he's talking to a Jewish community that understood the law but had no understanding of grace. For whoever keeps the law and yet stumbled at one point is guilt of breaking all of it. In other words, anything that... Uh, when you look at the law according to uh, uh, Exodus 20, is divided in two parts. The first, uh, the first uh, uh, six commandments have to deal with you and God. The last four has to deal with you and others. Uh, and so the idea here is saying is that this, it's impossible to love God and to reject others and to sin against your brother and against your sister. I want to give you some examples of that. I lived at, uh, at a, a street in Athens called Ramsar Drive, 1100 Ramsar Drive, for 30, 30, some 30 years. And during those 30 years, I had some interesting neighbors. One of them uh, put a fire on, on my driveway, meaning that if you don't get out of here, we're going to burn you down. Uh, he... Uh, his wife would wake up in the middle of the morning and burn my grass with spray of some kind that burns your grass. And I could see get out on the grass continuously for several years. And I simply just would repair it or fix it and just move on. But never I retaliated against him or confronted him. One day after they divorced, I found him uh, in the street of Athens, somewhere at uh, a Broad Street. And he said to me, Rick, I want to thank you for being patient with me and forgiving me. I found Christ at a Baptist church in Athens. And I want to ask you to forgive me. I never dreamed. That was a shock to no end. Because on Saturday night, the kids would drink and they used their guns and shoot everything, never never shot on the house or me, but they would shoot in the air. And uh, I could have sinned and have base to do it against this man. For some godly reason, I, mean, I continue to pray for him. And to, to know now that he is a member of a Baptist church in Athens, Georgia, it's almost, it's a miracle of 17 years. It took 17 years for him to come to salvation. And so, now, what is that uh, James is saying? It's saying simply this, because the community is so rich and so few rich and a lot of poor, to discriminate against the poor for any other reason, it is discrimination and it is a sin against the law of God, against the royal law of God. Why he say royal? Because Jesus cited this verse of Scripture uh, and uh, in chapter 2 in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine, So he says it's royal. But there are other instances of other people in the Bible, especially Paul, that speaks about this inconsistency of Christians in those days. Look at Acts 15, verse 1. And certain men which came from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except he be circumcised after the manner of Moses, Ye cannot be saved. So he equates circumcision with salvation. Unless you circumcise, you can't be saved. 
You see, you see discrimination. You see harassment here. You see favoritism here. Here's another verse to consider. Romans 2.17 Behold, thou art called a Jew, and you rely, rely on the law, and you brag in your relationship with God. Again, you are a Jew, you brag that you're better than anybody else. Favoritism, discrimination. Galatians 2.12 For behold, a certain man came from James. He did not eat with the Gentiles, but when they were come, withdrew and separated himself, fearing them who were of the circumcision. Again, showing favoritism, discrimination, harassment toward those uh, Gentiles. Now, and so the scripture is very strong about that. Mainly because it is a type of behavior that in America is so prevailing. It's so prevailing, you know. Uh, in, 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 in Brazil, they consider that the ugly Americans. And you can see them uh, as you begin to uh, uh, look at how they look. They will look you down. They harass you down. They look you down. They belittle you. They, they, they love to harass and persecute. They, they mistreat the poor, the simple, the kind, the, the small person. And so, when, I, when I'm in the streets today, and of course, as you know, Mexicans are coming all over the place to Georgia. There's Mexicans everywhere. And I, I try to be very careful to simply say, Hello, how you been? And as they came to, to fix my house this week, I gave uh, uh, attention to them. I gave a tip after they finished. Uh, I communicated my broken Spanish. I'm aware of that because I've experienced that. Maybe you have not experienced that type of treatment, but those that have experienced that type of treatment, we, we like very much to make sure it won't happen to you. In other words, just because you do it to me, I'm not going to do it to anybody else. So, why favoritism is a sin? And you'd say, because it breaks the law. Right. Now, there are other th reasons why, and James cites several, ignores the equality of all men. In other words, I have a class I belong to. Now, can blacks discriminate against the white? Uh, oh, yes. As, as, as we discriminate against blacks, blacks discriminate against... I've been a part of that. I went to a funeral of a black lady uh, in Atlanta. And I, have the, I had the left foot of fellowship. I knew how, how bad they are. Now, if ignores the equality. If heaven is for all who confess, then all men are equal. If heaven is for those who confess Jesus Christ as Lord, and uh, then all men are equal. Because if we all confess, then... And so Paul, James is trying to bring that up. Uh, here's another reason. When classes are established in your mind, you begin responding to those classes with a different response. You see a maid, but because she's a maid, you will not say hello and do some greetings toward her. If you see someone from China... You seem to get away from him. By the way, my neighbor these days is from Korea. 
and uh, and he doesn't look nice to me. You know, I, I, it's, it looks to me like the Jesus in me attracts <laughs> that type of people, and I have to respond because the Holy Spirit is saying, "Introduce yourself to Him one more time. Shake His hand. Don't pray with Him because He's certainly not a Christian, but He don't have to stare me down and look very ugly to me. I have to be kind to this man who don't know what kindness is. Okay, so." Now, God, Paul in verses 8 and 9, let me read verse 9. I haven't read verse 9. If you have respect to persons, you commit sin. And are convict, convinced of the law as transgressors. He's talking about the law of Moses, which was only acceptable uh, moral law in the world of that day. Jews only consider the moral law of Moses as the only thing existent. To be sure, its moral precepts continue to be binding on the entirety of human race, but Jesus fulfilled them in totality. And I know you and I cannot fulfill it, but at least we can try. And we, at least we can try. And, uh, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to academy again, and I'm going to buy a pack of gum and I'm going to test those girls again. Before too long, I want to lay hands on some of them and convict of them of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and so, it's a way of living. It's a way of living. It's, you have to be very... Because see, we are now in a, in a mixed, mixed society to where there are millions of Mexicans coming toward us. There are millions of Brazilians coming toward us. There's people from China. There's people from... Uh, England, you know, and they're different. You know, you can see their teeth. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, you have uh, people that are, that are blacks and whites and Indians, and you live in a melting pot of the world. And if you don't know how to relate to them and be a blessing to them, then you're going to be convicted. They are not responsible, but you are because you have God. You have Jesus in you, and you have to change your behavior. All right, let's move on. In other words, you have to love any class. You have to check your environment. You have to take a picture of what you got in front of you. For instance, let me give you a, a class that I've never been able to understand because I'm not there. I'm 78 years old, but uh, I'm dealing with a class of people that are 95, 98. I live in a community that most people... Are, are going to die in a few years. And so, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm trying to be very kind and gentle to those women, those men. Some of them, you know, uh, I said good morning to one of them this morning. And he did not take his eye off the pavement. He just passed by as if I wasn't there. Meaning, I don't talk to people like you. So James condemned favoritism because the gospel reached the poor and the rich at the same time. So attention to the rich was called into question. Notice that James does not say that God has chosen all the poor, only the poor, but that God has a special concern for the poor. 1 Corinthians one twenty six. And so as we come to this study, 
Uh, I want to cite 1 Corinthians one twenty six one more time. It says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Meaning that uh, God chose the humble, the simple, the gentle, those who try to improve their spiritual life and come to terms. And so, who do you have in your community? Do you have people from uh, Honduras? Do you have people from another country? Do you know the country that they're coming from? You know, uh, where is the country that uh, Russia invaded not too long ago? Now, Ukraine has sent a, a, a family to my, to my condominium area. And, uh, and so they haven't got out of the door. It's been three days. I haven't seen him, seen them. They're inside of that, uh, of, that, of that condo. But I'm expecting one of these days to go over there uh, and bring some, some fruit or some vegetables. Uh, I don't know. I need to think about it because uh, I sure don't want to give him my cookie. That can be destructive to to their behavior. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I like to give them something to welcome them there. I want to see the reaction. How will they respond to me? Will they look at me and say, well, "Where are you from?" Okay, you know. <laughs> I remember in the early days, I went to a church called a city called Alma, Georgia, and uh, and the pastor introduced me and and said, "We have a." A Brazilian boy coming from Brazil, and he's going to molest the guitar for us. And uh, and I remember his reaction toward me. You know, and a lady after the service says, "You need to go back to where you came from." And that's how people live that type of thing. And so you need to know your environment. Where do you live? How many people are there that you haven't talked to? Go to them and tell them who you are. You know, I just tell them I'm a Bible teacher. And I'm so glad to meet you. And I hope that uh, we'll be able to relate some way. Anything I can do for you. I live on that condo right there. And, uh, and so I have uh, five or six elderly ladies that I talk to every day now. How you doing, Rick? How you been, Rick? And I'll sit down and talk and tell them what's going on. And, and uh, one of them came to me this week and said, I'm going for a whole week, Rick. Can you pick up my mail? And I... What do you mean by that? Pick up your mail. Well, you come every day and you take from my mailbox right here and you take it home. And then when I come back, I'll come to get it. Uh, and so I said, yes. So they're trusting me with their mail. You know? And so I'm a, I'm a mailman now. <laughs> you know? I'm, I, I, I got to get the mail and, and hold the mail until, until they're, uh, they're ready. And I, I think it's a wonderful thing that I'm able to relate to them in the way they're responding to me. and uh, But I hope that you'll be able to overcome your environment. And I, ho- I hope that you will not, in any shape or form, ever again discriminate or harass those that are not from Kentucky, that are not from Georgia or anywhere else, that you'll be able to be a citizen of the world, understanding the gospel. Remember, to show favoritism or discriminate, it is a sin. Against the law of God. The Lord bless you. See you tomorrow.
Brilha a luz que é no do meu viver. 